in the building me 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 the Nostradamus of sports and we've got a Canadian invasion Santos is in the building free healthcare (laughs) great sound effect so we've got five of us here today I did have sound effects until like everyone kept making fun of me for uh, yeah they told him to get rid of it he was going a little too much with the with the noises, with the, with yeah, the it farts, was yeah, farts, noises, was crazy with it. everything, yeah. Anyways, uh, boys, uh, our fantasy draft is approaching very quickly this Friday. Can't wait, can't wait. And uh, before we start, Santos, did you want to say something? Because it looked like you were uh, ready to say something. You're on fire tonight. What's going on? Yeah, you know, I was actually talking with some friends of mine, and I and I think this would be a good topic to bring up. I, I'm gonna keep it American with 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 the flow here, and I know everyone's got their their goat talk and their top five and their top three, but I need to get from you fellas. Give me your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. <laughs> Ooh, wrestlers. <laughs> oh, Ed 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 just perked up. Okay, Ed Ed just what got excited. What type of wrestlers are you talking about? I mean, this was completely unexpected. Yeah, we're, we're talking all. All sorts of en- oh shit! Goodness gracious! And just I need turned you guys to to yeah, just just to you know, cri- criteria base is longevity, uh, entertainment, athleticism. Is those are the main three you got to base base your list on? Yeah. All right. All well, right. So are we gonna go round table? I got mine. This quick uh, round table. Yeah, quick. Who wants nice to? Well, quick. who wants to start it off? I got mine. Okay, Tom, go ahead. Start it off. Go ahead. All right. So, Ric Flair, Undertaker, um, Jake the Snake. Oh, no, not, not Jake the Snake. Uh, the Rattlesnake, uh, Steve Austin, and The Rock, of course. Okay. All right. All so, right. you said The Rock. Sorry, can you? He said The Rock? Yeah. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Undertaker. Yeah. Stone Cold. And Stone Cold. Okay. Respectable. That's a nice four. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Santos. Yeah, mine is definitely Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker. And I got to go with, because I was raised with him, I got to go with Shawn Michaels. And Ric Flair gets my honorable mention. I got to go with Shawn Michaels. He's just my guy. I like Sean. Just Michael. don't know what Sam Rills, Just you know what him? what eye he's looking at you. Um, <laughs> my four. I mean, I think there's a common theme. I, I mean, I can't lie. Obviously, I got Stone Cold and The Rock in there for sure. Um, I think my third guy would be Chris Jericho. 
No. Break, the, break the walls down. down. <laughs> of course, you Canadian best. Yeah, you just made the list. <laughs> just because his submission just hurt so much. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it just broke your <laughs> back. like somebody has some. Uh... <laughs> you, have you tried that? Yeah. <laughs> and and some experience being in the walls or something, bro. I was wow. putting I was I was putting the walls in elementary school, and I almost had to go to the hospital. <laughs> You've never was... been the same. <laughs> do you remember the warning? Do not try this at home. Nobody ever listened, Tom. You know that. <laughs> Tony, moving on. And hold on. My fourth one, I know he's kind of hated, but I just oh. liked him. I'm going to go with Kurt Angle. Okay. Oh, I knew, I knew somebody was going to bring that's, you suck. That's a terrible four, Johnny. Like, that's yeah, terrible. And wait, no love for Bret Hart, fellow Canadian? I already put my Canadian he in. He was a boring You can't have too many Canadians. Okay, I put Edge in then. <laughs> Edge is great. Oh, Rated go. R superstar. <laughs> Tony? Uh, okay, so number one, absolutely The Rock. Uh, and I'm going to stay within my kind of era well, growing fine. up. Go but uh, The Rock, I think you have to have Stone Cold in there. Like those two guys changed the game. Um, I think you have to have Shawn Michaels in there as well for what he did by himself as well as with DX. Again, changed the game. I. There wasn't a kid around in school who didn't do suck it mm-hmm. like you know, the cross chop. So, and then last but not least, we were just talking about him because we were talking about some movies he's been in this summer. I think uh, John Cena's time at the top oh. of the industry for the last decade and oh for making fans love him and hate him. I I think he has to be included even though he's not one of my personal favorites i think he has to be included in any mention of a mount rush i think he's been in there more than a decade. i would go i would go with mankind over than john cena because he has four different characters that's great mankind's but, a great call yeah but john Mick cena Foley. has been carrying that john that, cena that has carried like, the company shit. for like three he's decades. actually like a tremendous human being apparently he has the most <laughs> oh, ever nice. Uh, make a wish fulfillments like for the Make a Wish Foundation. And in don't terms get me wrong, John Cena is athletic. No, uh, clearly what he's doing is athletic. The pounding his body has taken over the years. It's pretty tremendous. I'm actually happy that he took a break, did the movie thing, and is now gonna do like spot appearances. Is what it looks like. But the man carried the brand and sold more merch than anybody else in like WWE history. So his that's popularity, that that yeah, matters. but that's that's unfair to the guys. It's so much easier to to sell something these days. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know, it but was, it doesn't it was, make so because comparing it to fair, other. It's, fair, it's fair. I know, but to compare it to other sports, right? Because medicine is better than ever. Because we know more about yeah, nutrition and things like that. That obviously Adrian Peterson is a better running back than Jim Brown. Because yeah, of the era true. that Adrian Peterson is, does that make so? Yeah, I, so, I get it. So John Cena is going to be greater than you know Jake the Snake Roberts and Ugh. you know Gorilla Monsoon and uh, all these other guys. Let's hear that it, Ed. My dad had uh, my 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 four. My opinion, my four. I'll have to go with AJ Styles. I'd have to okay. go with Owen Hart. Uh, <laughs> 
Although longevity wasn't there, but he was a hell of an entertainer and very athletic. Longevity, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay. Uh, Undertaker has to be in there. Okay. And The Rock. Yeah. All right. Okay. So no Stone Cold. He wasn't nope. athletic. The I know, but he, there was literally not anybody who was more entertaining other than The Rock. Yeah, he was Stone entertaining, Cold. but I mean, just yes, there drinking, was. drinking cans Eddie of... Eddie Guerrero. Drinking cans of... Uh, I lie. I cheat. Eddie Guerrero was another honorable mention right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Ray Mysterio. He definitely. No, there's yeah. obviously a ton of you honorable guys... mention, but the whole point of Mount Rushmore is to pick four. Right. Those are mine. You guys answered. You guys answered my question perfectly. Thank you for this because what I wanted to find out, and I'm really surprised, not one guy got Hogan in their four. I'm no. really surprised about that. He's a racist. No. Yeah, I mean, Hogan is blacklisted from any future list for me. Based off of I would take Macho Man than anything. I, that's fair. I just, you know, I guess I had some expectations, you know. But it's good to hear your guys' opinion. So thank you for that. I had his workout date. <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was a good question. That was fun. And his vitamins. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I mean, you could have prepared us for it, so we could have had the list. <laughs> Sorry, hey, on the spot, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spot. That's, uh, fun. That's I, fine. I was a little flustered. I have Kurt Angle on my Mount Rushmore. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I have. I, have I don't know why you did that, too. You know, no, but I just know he was so hated. But I just, I thought he, I thought he was great in that era, like just being the villain, like the use, like I liked all the Kurt Angle. It stories. matters, and I think, I think he's got one of the more dangerous finishing moves. He looked like he was. You know, ripping ankles off. Oh, the ankle lock. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on to some fantasy football. Um, where do you guys want to start on today's episode? Um, from my understanding, I mean, we could we could jump into the running back tiers, but on the ride here, Tony was telling me about a potential trade back and forth between him and Santos. I'd like to get. Okay. Uh, what happened with that? Already? Let's hear it. I know this was from this is from our other league, Tom. This is from another league. Oh. Yeah, this is from our Canadian league. Okay, let's hear. Okay, it. let's what's hear about this trade. What's, what's up with this trade? No, so Tony, uh, uh, someone's hitting the ATM. Yeah, sorry, boys. Hey, take a hundred for me. Thank you. <laughs> Send the league dues. So initially, um, the offer. Uh, because Santos has, I, I offered to Santos for Saquon. Okay. I offered Waller. And you you made an offer for Saquon. Yes. So Santos has Saquon Barkley. Yes. He okay. just traded for him. He just traded for him. Yes. You're now attempting to 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 retrieve pick up his trade. Yeah. From yes. Santos. And I offered Waller, Darren Waller, from because the tight end from the. Uh, Oakland Raiders because Santos is well, Las Vegas. Ra- oh, Las Raiders. Vegas. Yeah, sorry, Las Vegas. His first or his starting tight end is Gronkowski right now, so clearly an upgrade. And then okay. also in the deal for Saquon, he traded for Trevor Lawrence. So I thought, Ooh. okay, he must like Lawrence's <laughs> upside. Maybe he He's would want to stack with. Lawrence is number one, so I offered him DJ Chark as well. What? What? <laughs> that was the reaction that Santos had. That's garbage. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me I would, just. I would question how long you've been playing fantasy football for. No, like, long enough to have more titles than you'd amateur, ever dream of. Oh right my goodness! 
Listen. Well, don't check me on fantasy. My bona fides are real. I'm a platinum player with but, seven titles, three in the league that this, you founded. This, this trade offer for Saquon Barkley is like you're that, trying to give that's, up, you know. It was an opening offer. So there was opening. back and forth between Santos okay. and myself. And he expressed being upset that I did not offer my best offer first. So I guess one of the initial questions for everybody here, when you're making a trade with somebody else in your league, are you going best offer right off the bat? Yes. Or no. are you, you know, throwing something out there, see what they like, I'm see what they don't like, out there. And, and build from there. So, okay, Ed, you and you automatically no, said yes, best no, offer. No, uh, actually, when you say I like say that, no. I've I'm throwing it, bait out there. I've done it like that before where I, I'll put a good player with another player and see if that good player interests the person. If it does, then we can go from there. If they don't like the, the other option that I put along with that player, I just want to open up trade talk. Okay, so then you want to do the exact opposite not, of what you said yes, yes to. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. Um, let's say um, I'm not the type that is like I get a trade offer, I don't like it. All right, see you later. And then it's like, well, you could have like you know had a trade talk with me. Why are you just closing the door already? Are you really like? I just not- think if you're offering your best offer right away and you get a no, like there's like no place to There's build. like no negotiation. There's no back and forth. There's nowhere to go from there. So for me, yeah. so for me, I think it depends a lot about the the league and the manager. So for example, me and Santos have been in fantasy football leagues together for 10 years. So we'll negotiate back and forth. We get deals done. I won't necessarily give my best offer at the start, and neither will he. But if it's somebody like in our auction league, like Joseph, who's never around, Holy or shit, something that like that, guy's never around. Um, <laughs> you have to give your best wow. offer because you're not going to get negotiations. You need him to have that reaction, like, "Wow, this is a really good trade. I'm going to instantly accept it." So I think it depends a lot on the managers in your league. Okay, so Santos, you expressed almost like disdain that I would throw out this bait offer, which, following my logic, clearly you traded for Lawrence, so you like him in some form or fashion. So what you're leaving out for the rest of the fellas here is... Oh, there's always another side to the story. There is. Yes. I didn't trade for I didn't I didn't really trade for Lawrence. I traded for Saquon, but in only in in order to get the deal done, you know, Lawrence was going to be part of the package. So just about, you know, 4 days ago I traded and because I'm really deep at wide receiver and and I still think I overpaid in this deal. I I traded Kyler Murray and Calvin Ridley for Saquon Barkley and Trevor Lawrence. And I also got Jonathan Williams. Jamal. Jonathan, right? Jamal, sorry. Jamal Williams because I have Swift. So that wasn't really like Uh, why I did the deal. But I was doing the deal for Saquon, and the guy wanted Kyler Murray and Ridley. So I had to take Trevor Lawrence, and I had to convince myself for a few days that I wanted Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) So I, I, I already, I'm already giving up a lot, right? I mean, so he I looked good last Saquon. night. Actually, he did very well. He, he did, went yeah. over 300 yards, two touchdowns, like two or three touchdowns. 
And then Tony comes swooping in, and he doesn't even talk. That's the thing. Tony doesn't even message me. He just lays out. I get a notification on my phone, and it's just Darren Waller and DJ Chark for Saquon. (laughs) And I'm like. Well, it was also midnight, so I didn't want to just message you. Listen, when you're respectfully I op- fantasy, bro, I operate in fantasy football 24 hours a day. <laughs> I know. There you go. Exactly. Because last year when we did McCaffrey for who was it? Moore, OBJ and yeah, McCorn, but that's a completely different time. That bro. negotiation took a day and a half of nonstop Which, talk. Yes, it did. Because, you know, is this the guy who treated me AB? Is he the yes, one this was me? AB. This was AB for, for Thielen? Thielen last oh, year. Right. Yes, oh, okay. yes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, you're that, that guy. guy who finished first in one league and last in the other. He's league. the guy that I like offered like all my best offers and like never took any of them. Well, why would he, he take like any you. of your offers I'm when you were going to eventually offer him Thielen for AB? I offered him Thielen and some and another wide receiver. I think it was like. Thielen and someone else. Yeah, because he had God win and he, it, and he take, wanted and he to take advantage of you loving God. But did I mean, he have to drop a player to get those two? What? Yeah. Did he, would he have to? Deals. I don't I don't know. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, I, I believe in a lot of guys that I have on my team. If I don't believe in them, I'm usually getting rid of them. Okay, so... I the- make trades all the time. I just didn't think that your offer was anywhere near... It looked like you had no idea what my team needed when i make a deal with somebody i'm studying their team i'm looking what how can i help you because there's obviously someone i want from from their team and if i really want them bad enough i'll overpay if i want them bad enough but i have to look at their team and see what their needs are and see like what's going to make the most sense for them and then i'm going to talk to them about that and i'm going to try to convince them and tell them like this is the right thing for both of us okay but so you know I, mean? I was all looking right, santos was... we're going to be trading in the future buddy <laughs> I, I trade all the time <laughs> santos a week to week sport you got to be making deals regularly listen the only one you're exactly. not going to be trading with is joseph cuz he doesn't trade on oh yeah he does the only person he trades with is tony which is probably the only reason why he wants him on the league tony <laughs> is joseph damn it well, Joseph has proven himself via uh, a video. No, he's proven he's he's a real dude, and uh, he just never. Proven no, I was yeah, just the, was I was the only one from somebody else. No, I was the only one who had his phone number in previous seasons. That's why we changed to WhatsApp group chat, and he still so doesn't even. Everybody answer. has everybody's <laughs> phone numbers, and my man is but, still silent as a meme. Online. Okay, so hold on. So, so Santos, after real quick, okay, Santos, go ahead. So you have a clear need at tight end. Rob Gronkowski it's, is not a top 10 tight end. Well, how do we know that? He's not a top Wait, 10 Wait, you don't know that. That's the that. thing. That's the thing, Tony. You automatically, like, I guarantee you, I guarantee you Gronkowski's catching a touchdown week one. Put the bank on it. I'm telling you he's catching a touchdown week oh, one. Do we, have a, do we have another bet? Oh, is that another water bet? No. Side I bet. Know, side I, bet. I mean. He'll never bet. His, his, his buck getting a TD. I know that. <laughs> well, no. Santos is saying that Gronkowski will have a touchdown. We correct, but touchdowns are random. Do you? Do you? Additionally, Santos. Oh, had... you're talking. Okay, so Santos, he's just talking. He don't want to do nothing. No, I'm no, saying man, I'm... in terms of roster construction, he made the claim that I didn't know his roster. In one of he his doesn't. flex spots, he has Raheem uh, Raheem Mostert. 
good, good. And good. he has Sermon as the backup. The generic version. I okay. have a lot of options. In so my I, have I was thinking in terms of roster construction that he moves Moster into Saquon's spot. And that opens up a flex. Chark would be the second flex option. I this was, this was the bait offer. Team. This was the bait offer. Okay. It opened I, I up told you. discussion I told you in a lecture from Santos at midnight about how because terrible a person I am. <laughs> he pissed me off. I'm trying to go to bed and this guy's disrespecting me before I go. Yeah, he, he's got, he's got he's, work. He's got work in five hours. Why would I trade? Yeah. He's like, picking got, up pitchers if, in the baseball league. My man's league. got Saquon Three, and yeah. Raheem Mostert on the same team. Like, I'm riding that, homie. I'm riding that horse, bro. Like I already told you, Tony. Like, be more important than tight end i'll m- much more happy to stream a tight end than i am with being like you know my head cut off with rbs you can't trust okay saquon's got that injury tag on him but honestly there's nothing to do with talent he's a top-notch talent i needed a workhorse i told you if you wanted an rb with upside and like probably undervalued i'll give you swift and it's gonna cost you waller and that means you have to want an RB. Yeah, maybe Waller is a better player at his position, but overall, you have to construct your roster a certain way, and RBs are important. No, okay, so then this introduced okay. another discussion point. The position breakdown in the league requires two running backs, and there are, I believe, like seven or eight bench spots. So in Absolutely this league... Correct. Every single RB1 and RB2 from every team is owned, in addition to multiple RB3s from individual teams are owned. So they're handcuffed. Every team, it's not like a league where people might have Madison and Tony Pollard and like Chuba and like just like the main handcuffed guys on people's rosters. No. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, there's no waiver wire in our league. Literally, our- there's no activity, no waiver wire. The running back position, because everybody is hoarding people, it doesn't make for good fantasy football. I don't think that running Ooh. backs should be so. Oh, running backs are so overvalued in that keeper league because of the position breakdown and the amount of bench spots. That they are, they are overvalued versus other players at positions. Because that's not how real football is. There's there's like five running backs in real football that actually matter, and yet in the Canadian league, it is the most important position by far. All right, let's hear what Santos and Tyson Williams. And you're complaining about no RBs are available. Those yes, because I have to just grab lottery let tickets. He let you talk. Hold no, uh, I know, yeah. but he's bringing up who I specifically have. Let me hear what he has to say. So, right. speak. Let, let, let me tell you what's been picked up. So, we drafted early, boys. We drafted early. Johnny came down to, to, to Canada. We did an early draft. Came up. Sorry, yes. Came up to Canada and... We did an early draft. Normally, we're doing our draft late August, early September. But because we, want, we, we do a live in-person draft, Johnny hadn't been here in a while, and it was just, you know, it, it was fitting. We even tried to get Tony down 
shit hit the fan, whatever, and it is what it is. So the guys some of the, the border. Some of the RBs that have been picked up since after the draft, okay, Tony's picked up Tyson Williams. Dobbins goes down. Tyson Williams is now the backup to Edwards. Obviously, he's got some traction value. He picked up Sony Michelle. Um, uh, the guy on uh, what's on the on the uh, Patriots. Williamson. Oh no, Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, Why? Yeah. He he got picked up. Okay, he, he he's all of a sudden played his way into a role. Okay, there's still opportunities. Yeah, it's a deeper league. Okay, it's not like your league, but you have to understand it's different. And if you don't understand the league and the roster construction, then you're not ready to hang with the big dogs in the league. Okay, but you're also talking to the person who had the second most points during the season last year in his first year in the league because I understood running backs. No, because I put up 18 made the playoffs. No. Okay. Let's, Sorry, Tom. Fantasy split. football isn't zero sum. Just because I didn't win the championship doesn't mean I didn't have a good season by every other metric. Yes, it you does. You have a good season, but you. <laughs> so then, so then like nobody should be dogging my my Chubb trade when I was in first. Yeah. it was a terrible season. trade, and it remains a terrible no. trade. And because so is everyone, your, everyone so forgets, is your trade with no Chark. Everyone forgets that I had I had Robert Woods in that deal. Crowder and Wood Woods. And you gave up Deshaun Watson. So what? He's got 22 uh, cases against him. <laughs> this was pre. Now, I already knew. I this knew was, was happening. Pre-massage. Exactly. I knew already what was going to happen. You saw the future. I saw our the league, future. That's so right. Okay. Gives, Anyways. Our league gives away 40 bucks for the guy with the most fantasy points in that week. So oh, we have, is it, that what a, it is? It's 150 bucks. Our league is 150 bucks. And... We we devote I think it's five forty or something like that to, I put up, to money. I put up the and second. He, and Tony had a good year. He had second in points, but third and fourth were within like fifty points of him, and first was about fifty points ahead of him. So there was four teams all year dogging it, and he's talking like he was leading all year. The only one, like yeah, exactly. Better than competition. He was never in first place. He. Had a good team, and he lost to a good team still in the playoffs. And sometimes that's just what it is. But you you can't like you can't expect anything else. That our league is nope. the way it is, and that's how it is. Look, you we are, go, we you are not God's of... gift to fantasy, buddy. No, I'm sorry. I'm just, yeah. uh, my record. Real quick, check the sheet. We could go round and round. Check with your this. sheet, like Jameis said. Real quick, because running backs are overvalued, and because of the construction on my team, I've essentially been forced to adopt zero RB strategy and have lottery tickets for the running back position. So yes, I picked up Sony Michelle when he was traded to LA in the hopes that if something happens to Henderson, who Santos owns in the league, I now have Michelle. And when I picked up Michelle and and guess, uh, okay. And who messaged me 15 seconds after I picked up Michelle Saying, damn, Uh-oh. I was trying to pick him up. He was in my queue. Because obviously, Uh-oh. I wanted him. I want to add him to my plethora. You wanted him, I want to yeah. add him to my plethora of RBs because RBs, they go down like flies. you got to stack up with that position. I got to um, I gotta ask a question. So, it'd be nice if someone was actually oh, on yeah, the waiver wire to pick up at running back. And we didn't have seven or eight bench spots. So, Tony, you think we should drop it down to like six bench spots is what you're saying? Instead of eight? Five. Five. 
I actually have some waiver wire activity with some value. Listen, here's the thing, man. Every single RB1 and RB2 in the NFL is owned by one of the fantasy teams in the league. Listen, who's... That's crazy. Who's the commissioner of this league? Santos. Okay. (laughs) I've commissioned a couple leagues. Uh, One thing that I did hate from traditional fantasy football, this is my opinion now. Nobody else's, you know, everyone has their own opinion, is... The hoarding of players, like to me, it was just like that. And then there, there, not only do you have hoarding of players, but then by week six, there's like four guys that have already lost interest in fantasy football. So not only do you have like eight bench spots, and they're all being hoarded, and then there's like four guys who've now lost interest in fantasy football. Now you have a ton of shitload of players that could be in the waiver wires being hoarded by guys who aren't even interested in playing the game to begin with. That's not an issue in our league, though, because everybody cares about fantasy and, football And I've end. always saw that that's just way too many. Even when I do, was doing these mock drafts like yeah. on Yahoo just to like see what was going on, and I'm looking at all the stuff I have to fill out and like all the bench spots you require, I'm like, holy shit, like, why do I need to hold on? Like, I'm not even going to use half of those guys. Even if I have injuries, I'm not going to use half of those guys. At least three I'm of those o- players I'm, okay. I'm not using. I'm okay with, with – I've taken actually some things from the New World Order League and brought them over <laughs> because I'm, I'm not someone who's like, you know, no, it's my way or the highway. So we're in a keeper league. So it's like it's a four-year keeper. So you're, you're tied in. There's no – everyone's always interested. There's draft picks. You're, you're building a franchise for four years. So, like, you know, you want to hoard those guys because – they might turn out to be a keeper for you, or they might turn out to gain value in the off season and, because you own them. You own them until, you know, a week before the draft when you have to select your, your keepers for the year. So there's a little different element to our league, and Tony knows that, right? So he's not giving you guys the full story there. He knows that our league is different from his, right? And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm okay with dropping the bench a little bit as well. I think that that probably is a good idea. Listen, um, I'm, and I'm not trying to tell you how to run. I'm just telling you my opinion, like how I felt about fantasy football in the past, uh, the same way I felt about kickers. I think kickers should not even exist in fantasy football. I, I, re- I removed kickers because because <laughs> don't uh, you guys league? I removed kickers, and to be honest with you, the New World Order format, I absolutely love it because it's something new for me. It's I never been in a league with like five flexes. I, I I'm soaking it all in. I love it. So how are we going to rectify this uh, trade discussion here? Well, so I, I, I count. Let's take let's Swift. take turns because then we we have too many, and I I have Santos on the phone and I can't hear him. <laughs> so we'll, we'll take turns. Um, Swift and Williams for Waller. That's the deal. Otherwise, that's just not going to work no, out. No, but I countered this morning with Allen Robinson and Waller for Saquon. That's a much better counter. I told that you it is. was a much better counter. That's legit. But still, I'm 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 already super deep at wide receiver. Like I have Julio McLaurin and Keenan Allen. Like I'm stacked. Yeah. And then you would you know also I mean? start Robinson in your second flex. So you that's would start right, all four of those guys. That's fine, but I don't want to tie that fourth flex up, lock it in, and and have it four wide receivers. I have to play. I I have Meekle Hardman, and I'm. I'm 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 in love with him this year. I don't know what it is why he's still so low. He's my sleeper of the sleepers. I think he's got an opportunity to be a Tyler Lockett 
and he's going in like the ninth, tenth round. So that means you're so gonna draft I, him in our league. Great. I love yep, what, you're, what I'm hearing. I love that you love McCole Hart. Bit him up. Bit him yeah. up. No, no, no. He can have him. Yeah, you can have him. Is he uh, yeah, the number right. two I, there? Who's the number two in KC? He's he's the number three because it's Kelsey, Tyreek. They're probably gonna run it a bit. And honestly, he's gonna be a three, a two to four reception guy with 80 yards, and he's going to get a touchdown or not. I see him as a, a Tyler Lockett-type player on that high-octane offense. You just want to get a piece of it. Would So he's basi- so Santos is basically saying, listen, if I'm getting a deal, I'm going to need a running back as well in return because I'm loaded at wide receiver. I can see it. I, I mean, obviously he's, he's good on wide receivers. You're offering wide receivers. That's a good offer. Waller and Robinson, I think, is a good offer. It is a good if, if he I was told short, him that's not what he wants. Receivers. It's not what I want. No, it, no, I, I, I want. I understand. Would you would you throw in Sony Michelle in that deal? Would you take a Sony Michelle in that deal? I, I I wouldn't take a Sony Michelle. I'm not interested in trading Saquon Barkley. I just made a deal for him. I believe in there him. You like you, I already told him, you're gonna have to wow me with a deal. I told you, unless Tyreek Hill's involved, like I'm just not even gonna consider it. And I can give you a, a good RB with plenty of upside, a great old line, and who's getting very underrated right now in Swift. And I can give you his handcuff that you're so desperately worried about. Who's Swift playing and, and for? Detroit. Detroit. Oh, shit. Detroit. Yeah, no, they have no offensive I, line. They have a great offensive line. That's the only <laughs> problem with their team is they can't move the ball. They don't have an offensive line. Listen, man. Pe- people are hesitant on Swift. <laughs> that's because why Matthew Stafford left. <laughs> there hasn't been there hasn't been a Detroit running back that's been good since Barry Sanders. So people are kind of hesitant on the with their offensive line though. You can't you can't give offensive line credit when you're down fourteen nothing in six minutes into the first quarter. <laughs> they're, they're Matt Stafford just had to throw the ball. They've been decimated injury at RB. They haven't had a steady uh, – they don't have enough carries to give because their defense was so shit. What about Daryl Henry? Didn't, didn't Swift get hurt, though? He did get hurt, but he also showed a lot of – like, I, I believe in him being an RB, too. I think he can be an RB2 type caliber player. I don't think that's crazy. I'm not expecting him to be RB1, but thinking he can be an RB2 is definitely in range. So then you're saying that an RB2, best case scenario, he's an RB2, is worth the second best tight end in the league. I'm saying that if you want an RB because your team is it's it's looking like I don't know what the hell you did with your RBs there. Ooh, it's going to cost RB. you... It, <laughs> It's going to overcost you. It's good. it's going to cost more just because that's the way our league is. You know what I mean? Like there's a price for certain players. So then it's it's just how it is. I, no top ten RB is going to go for other than you know what I traded for Aaron Jones last year. I traded three first round picks, three second round picks, three third round picks. So all of my future picks in the next three years of the draft, I gave up for Aaron Jones to pair him with Henry and Aaron Jones. And you won I the championship. And I won the championship. And it's I all just worth it. Always... I just think that fundamentally there is a concern when running backs are so overvalued versus other positions and comparing that to real life football that we watch on Sundays and Monday nights and Thursday nights that that is not the case. But that's so it. Running back, has, it doesn't. 
running back has never been less important in the NFL. It's a fantasy league, and man. it is by far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Far, that's why it's you're going to you're going to like straight up on the field stuff is fine, but in a fantasy league, you, you're you got that lucky guy that you can get that you don't even know. Yeah, they're so, the most valuable RBs. Everyone wants them. But part of the reason why we increased quarterback touchdowns from four points per passing touchdown to six was in order to make the quarterbacks the most important players in the NWO league. Because well, in real life, they are the most important players. Not Mike Davis running back 15-16 from the Atlanta Falcons. Our QBs are six-point touchdown passes as well. It's just, you know, there's just more depth at the QB position than there are at the RB position. That's just the the reality of it all. There's a ton of receivers you can get. There's just not that much life in all these RBs. They go down. They get handed the ball the most in the game. It's just an injury-prone position. So, you know, you need to prepare yourself for it. You know, if you were drafting a quarterback that, you know, had notorious injury history, I guarantee you your plan is going to be to draft another one that you can rely on because, you know, you're worried about it. Well, look, man. Just how it goes in fantasy. Listen, uh, we got to move on because we've already uh, done almost like 30 minutes, 40 minutes on uh, this trade scenario here. And, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to go through. Santos isn't budging just the the same reason why I couldn't make a trade with this guy last year because he won't budge. <laughs> so yeah, um, but I but I will when you get me with the right deal. I will be the first one. I'll be right away. I'll accept. So um, on this week's episode, we wanted to go with um, quarter uh, running back rankings, and um, since our league is an auction draft, we're gonna go and maybe hit you with a couple of how much they're about. You know, because I did a mock draft, and I've got about you know a rough indication of what they're going for at the moment um, through these mock drafts. And I've done three of them. I I haven't. Don't don't get me wrong. I, you guys think that oh this guy's preparing? No, I'm not drafting, like actually drafting. I'm drafting to see if these players are going the same time, the, the same price every single time. And it seems like they're going around the same uh, price range every time. That's what I'm looking for. I'm mm. not I'm not drafting my own team. I'm auto drafting because I just want to see how it's going. So no, I have not you know practiced or anything like that. So. So Gianni in the past has said that his tier one backs are McCaffrey and Cook. Uh, That's it. Tom, do you have any other running back other than McCaffrey and Cook in your tier one? Uh, Henry and Chubb. Okay, so most would not have Chubb, definitely. Henry is debatable. Why do you see so much value in Chubb this year? Oh, I just have I just have an inkling. Remember, I'm the Nostradamus of sports, buddy. So <laughs> you got a feeling. It, I got, I a, got feeling. a feeling. <sighs> yes, sir. So Santos, what do you think about Chubb being a tier one running back for Tom? Completely agree. In fact, I have I have uh, I'm up to nine guys in my tier one. Nine are wow. Wow. Yeah, you can't you can't act like you're disappointed if you if you land any one of those RBs and every single one of the nine actually has a legitimate threat of being number one this year if they stay healthy. And it's basically the top nine. Like Thank you, sir. I, I'm not in with Eckler, but I got McCaffrey, Kamara, Cook. Uh give me obviously Henry, like the disrespect for putting Henry not in your top. Exactly. 
Uh, I like Aaron Jones because that offense is going to be it's one one more year of going to be expect elite offensive play from that from that that team. Um, Taylor, I think Taylor's a really talented back, and everything is just all the cards are laying right for Taylor to have a really good fantasy year. If he bangs out the touchdowns, I can really see him like really threatening for number one. Chubb, obviously, if Hunt wasn't there, Chubb is probably number one. In my opinion, if if Hunt's not there, Chubb is number one. And uh, rounding it out, I got um, Saquon in there just because of his talent. Okay, so... And, and Zeke, sorry, and Zeke to round out the nine. What... Any one of those guys can be number one, in my opinion. They're all tier one. Barring injury, because what... it happens every year. Yeah, but we're, we're looking at tiers. We're saying... Essentially, in the auction league, the guys that you'd be willing to spend sixty-five and up on are all nine of those guys. Up, yes, yep. I would spend sixty-five on and any one of those guys. So your strategy is to walk away with at minimum two of those guys coming up on Friday night when we draft. I'm probably gonna go stars and scrubs, so that's probably gonna be my plan. I'm probably gonna. Probably going to look for a good core of three to four, and then I'm probably going to look for a good, a good, good uh, draft at the end of the draft, and hopefully get my guys. But I, I believe you need to have studs on your team. See, Santos makes a good point. You know, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, running backs, those running backs, they could all have. They in the past they've had. You know, like Zeke's had good season last season was it was an anomaly. I think my, uh, as everyone knows. I, I don't hold running backs as high. Uh, reason being is that every year, those top nine guys, maybe one makes it out alive out of in the season. So, and what I mean by that is like not getting injured. So I think uh, having nine running backs on the same tier, I don't necessarily agree with. Um, I think I could. I think I could. I made the mistake of not putting Henry on that tier one because he's proven and he's done it for so yes, long. Yes, you made a big mistake. Yeah, um, I'll admit that. So I could I could no. put him on the hold on I could put him on the McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook tier, but there are question marks with those other running backs in that tier, and I don't think you could put somebody like Chubb on the same tier as McCaffrey just because although Chubb's very talented, he still does have Kareem Hunt in that backfield. Aaron Jones. Why isn't there question marks on on McCaffrey though? Because McCaffrey was injured all year. He's got ankle. He's got all, all sorts of issues. Why can't he be injured again? Any, Why any, aren't there question marks of his health? Anybody. I'm not talking about health. Anybody could be injured at any time. The running backs. Those injuries weren't. I mean, the Panthers were out of it last year. He could have played, uh, but they were they were completely out of the playoff picture. They didn't need to bring him back. And we've seen McCaffrey be the RB1. We've seen Dalvin Cook be the RB1, just the best of the best, and Henry do that as well. Um, and I think that those running backs, you know, you could put them on Tier 2, but I don't think you could put McCaffrey and Chubb or McCaffrey and Aaron Jones or McCaffrey and um, Zeke in the same in the same tier. I also have to say that it, it depends on the scenario. That's why I like watching all the three – well, this year was three preseason games just to see what's going on. Uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, a lot of people have Al Com- Alvin Kamara in the top four, top five. I don't see him there because um, me and Tony were Tampa Bay fans. And um, I did. I, and you hate Saints it, players. Jameis, no. Jameis <laughs> doesn't really check down, really didn't use the running backs in check down. So that kind of worries me going in. Well, could it change? 
Absolutely. He might have a different playbook this change? year. Absolutely. But, you know, then again, his running backs were always open, and he very rarely threw to his running backs. And Come we, looking for the lobster. We, all, we also saw that when he stepped in a couple of times to play, he didn't um, hit Alvin Kamara. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, there's arguments for every running back. Jonathan Taylor, right now, that Indianapolis uh, offensive line has two injured uh, offensive linemen. One of them is their main guy, Quentin Nelson, who they don't know when they're going to return, when he's going to return back with the foot surgery. I think he's he's back, but I think he was just placed on the COVID list, or he's was coming he? back from COVID. And they then you lost their left tackle for the almost their whole team is placed on the and, COVID list. And then you have the the quarterback that's gone. So who's going to quarterback that team? So for me, tier one, you want as little questions as possible. Um, I right. think McCaffrey and Cook and maybe Zeke right now going into this season, the only questions with them are health. I think McCaffrey's too comes, high at number one. I'm sorry. When when it comes to actually being on the field, there are no questions about their usage, whether there's competition, whether or not they uh, catch the ball reception-wise. There are no questions there with those three guys in particular. I think that Derrick Henry, he is not going to catch any balls for you. So basically for him to be a tier one with those other three guys – you're you're banking on him having a 2000 yard season again for the third year in a row. Personally, uh wear and tear wise, that's not a bet I'm willing to make. I think he's more more likely and they just added Julio. Um I think, I think he's, he's on, more healthier than Christian McCaffrey though. He he is. He's proven to be a stud workhorse, but you're he's carrying the ball more in the last two seasons than guys in this era do like by 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 far and away comparison wise yeah. so much more so i think henry not re- having uh, the ability to receive the ball uh and not being their receiving back brings in questions uh kamara with his qb situation Jameis doesn't check down uh aaron jones collins has a ton of uh equity with being a, a high draft pick where he's gonna get aj hmm? Dillon. Yes. Okay. Dylan. Is that Collins? I don't know. Okay. Uh, And then, obviously, as well, who else? Jonathan Taylor, you mentioned. I think Naheem Himes uh, taking the ball catching duties away. I spent $100 on him in Fab. And and Marlon Mack coming back. Uh, He's not totally healthy right now, but Marlon Mack is a Marlon Mack was a stud, bro, before he is injured. And Jonathan Taylor had plenty of games where he'd average like 30 yards and, and do nothing. Or like. Don't be surprised when McCaffrey's not the number one fantasy player at the end of the year. That's all I'm going to say. Made, what made McCaffrey so effective when when Cam Newton was at center? Uh, his ability to run no, and catch the ball. I know, but having a dual-threat quarterback back there also helped out. Yeah, but he was super effective with Teddy Bridgewater there last year, and Teddy Two Clubs doesn't run. Teddy does run. He's he not a running run, He's not a running he's not threat. A running but it's threat. still something that you have to worry about. No. It was. It honestly would have been a match made in heaven because Teddy loves to check down, and that's why McCaffrey wanted... was phenomenal in the three. But games like we said, there's uh, there's arguments year. for all the running uh, all the running backs. But we, I think we there can are, go down the list. I know, but I think there are yeah. more arguments against some people than others, and I right. think those arguments are what differentiate the tiers in my eyes. Right, and everyone has their that's own fair. eyes. Yeah. Santos, fair. what do you want to say, real quick? Yes, we're oh, not fair. in your eyes, Tony, all the time. 
That's definitely a fair assessment. I just think if you're talking about if you're talking about sure things, then why don't you look at the teams that rush the ball the most? Cleveland's going to rush the ball for 150 yards a game. Chubb's going to be in there. The quarterback doesn't rush. You know they're going to give opportunity is half the battle. And you know how many times RBs are placed in a, on a first and goal and the teams don't even hand the ball off? You know, guys like Henry, guys like Chubb, you know, guys like Zeke, those big top, top guys. And, and like like the nine, the nine guys, it's like they give, they get the ball on those opportunities. You want those opportunities. And I think if those guys, any one of those guys just has a healthy year, don't be surprised. McCaffrey's not number one. I'm just saying, all I don't those think guys have potential. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised if McCaffrey's not number. I mean, to finish number one is as a running back is, I mean, the odds are he's astronomically the, he's the low. Clear cut. He's got to play the Tampa Bay Bucks twice, so that's but, that's, uh, that's but, bad for but him. But still, it's it's to finish as the number one. It's it's not like Kelsey in tight end. You know, it's such a volatile. Although position. Wait, Tony's there's, talking about he's he's all over McCaffrey's jockstrap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, just when you're drafting early. In a snake draft, when you're drafting in the first round or in the auction, the person you're spending the most amount of money on, you want the safest bet possible. Uh, Fair. You cannot miss. Which is Derrick Henry. <laughs> it, it Honestly, I mean, back-to-back 2,000-yard seasons, you know Derek he's Henry. getting the rock. I just think yeah. his ceiling is capped to what it has been the last couple of years because he is not a receiving threat. That's the if argument. he rushes for if he rushes for three hundred yards less and gets three less touchdowns, he's still the number one fantasy player. Correct. Based I've, on based on last year, I feel like, like, you, like like you, Tony, that he's been used so much that I don't know. How, it's a matter how of time, often he or how many years he can continue that volume. Exactly, it's a if matter you're of play time. The matter of time card, then that's 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 a that's a because he's already been play. in the league what eleven years at least. No, uh, no way, no. No. No, 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 no. Can someone Absolutely check that not. real quick? He's How like in his like fifth like or sixth season. This might be his seventh year entering. And the thing is, when he got drafted, he didn't start playing until like he wasn't the bell cow Listen, on his team until I, I think year three. I drafted him one year after a uh, uh, an, an 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 uh, amazing season. And he shit the bed for me that season. Like, yeah, I mean they ran yeah, him. They gave, yeah. they yeah. fed him the ball. Yeah. They gave, they handed yeah. him the ball, and so it bit me in the ass. The following year, I didn't draft him, and then that's when he started having those like back to back seasons. Yeah. And I'm like, so yeah, the first two years of his career, he was behind Demarco Murray. Okay, and then Demarco Murray retired. His third year, he became the lead back, and everybody was all hyped. Okay, Derrick Henry's about to be the lead back. He busted that year, didn't perform. And then his fourth year, he was down in the rankings. He was like the RB, like 15 or 16. And you got him as a steal, and that's when he took off and blew up. In the next three years, See, that's the he's thing. been a tier Correct. one running this back ever sixth, since. This is his sixth, sixth, sixth season. season. So for the first yeah. three years, he was irrelevant. He didn't do anything. So why are Tony, why are you so worried about his durability? Like, what about AP? What about Maurice Jones-Drew? What about Steven Jackson? What about Frank Gore? This guy's been used more than all those guys. Because outside of... No, those guys had careers. Those guys had long careers of being relevant. Henry's just scratching the surface. He's in his prime. They weren't handed the ball as much. They weren't handed the ball as often as Henry. Outside of... But they had long careers. They had long careers for sure. Well, because he didn't have the wear and tear like Henry. I mean, when when you when you had Henry carrying the team for three years before Tannehill got there, 
we'll have to look up the the rushing totals to, to to officially look at that one. But I mean, I just don't see how you're so worried about Henry's longevity because when, he like, had. AP, why can't he be like AP's longevity? He could. He's, he's built like a rock. But he's Peter, built like a. But Peterson is literally like what like one cut of, uh, from the clay. Right. He's a one and of no one. one. Has, and what, who, what kind of body have you seen an RB like Derrick Henry's before? Like like that fast and that body. His body's built to take hits. He's bigger than some linebackers. Like this guy's not. We're not talking about a Raheem Moster here. We're talking about a durable guy. You know, like there's a lot of times where he just gets one two yards on his rush. Yeah, he rushes twenty times, and and I watch Titans games. There's plenty of times he only takes it for two yards. But that's the thing. He gets the opportunity, and he always busts for that 30, that 40. Because they give him the rock. Two points. Derrick Henry, two seasons ago, 303 carries. Last season, 378 carries. Having above 300 carries. 1,500 yards and 2,000 yards. Correct. So having above 300 carries is kind of like that. Uh, you can't return point. It's always been seen pre-Derrick Henry as when players have 300 carries in a season, they typically uh, break down somehow the following season. Number two. Yeah, typically. Typically, typically. And again, Derrick Henry could be breaking the mold. He obviously is a a specimen at the position. Like he, he, you know, he's a huge RB. Uh, the second point, very much having Julio Jones as a red zone target in addition to A.J. Brown take, could take away potential rush opportunities from Derrick Henry in the red zone. It could, but I could, I could use I think that that'll open up the. I think that'll open up the run game, to be honest. Absolutely. Look at Corey Davis last year. He excelled at the RB2. Right now, you put Julio in that spot; they're just going to open up way more room for Henry. But Julio sure, Jones, you know I'm down. Julio Jones has never been a red zone threat because he ends what? up getting doubled. He doesn't. Julio yeah, exactly. does not get he a lot a of touchdowns. Threat. But now he's going to be Definitely opposite another red zone threat. Yeah, but he's just never been fine. a big so, touchdown guy. So would you rather hand the ball to Derrick Henry? Would you rather hand the ball to Derrick Henry? Or would you rather throw to either A.J. Brown or Julio in a one-on-one? What is it, Tony? Are you worried about but his... That, those are two different longevity? positions, bro. Exactly. No, are I'm you asking... You cannot double... I'm going to go with double. the wide receiver if they're, they're made to catch. Hello. Okay, no, but you cannot double both A.J. and Julio in the red zone. You cannot offer safety help on both sides. Right. Because if you do, then you're running all day, and so they're not going to do that. They're going to stack the box against Henry, and at a minimum, AJ or Julio is going to get a one-on-one. If we're talking goal line, though, like come on, man, Derrick Henry is as money as it gets yeah, at the goal line. Exactly. Like they could stack like, whatever they you're want. You're comparing like, apples to oranges, He's, Tony. Sorry, buddy. Well, listen, let, let, let's uh, let's focus on what we were doing here uh, with going with the tiers and about how much they're going for. Well, I think this is important because well, yeah, but- it does. It, there's an argument to be made as to, in Santos's belief, Henry is an RB1 or in Tier 1, and I think that there is a difference because of the usage and his lack of involvement in the receiving game and the fact that there are 
better weapons around him that takes away from his top end ability. And then the last point to be made, Santos traded Derrick Henry in our other league. So don't believe everything to, he's saying. I, I, I had to. I won a championship. <laughs> I, I like, like I told you guys, I got rid of every last pick. I orchestrated a five-way deal this summer, boys. A five-man deal. I talked to four guys individually and orchestrated a five-way deal. Okay? I had to get rid of Henry. I had to recoup some picks. Okay? And it's just how it goes in a keeper league. Look, right? We're not you talking traded him because if he was everything that you said he was and that he was going to continue to be this year, no matter what you got for him, it would have been dumb because of how valuable they, they running dumb. back is in the Canadian I League. I told you it was a dumb move. I said I'm losing this deal by a lot. I said it publicly. I, I, I knew it. But, like, hey, that's just how it is sometimes. you got to bite the bullet in our league. And, hey, I can admit when I make a bad deal. You know what it is? But I'm orchestrating my team, and I have faith in my knowledge over the rest of the 11 people in our league. Sanos, so go with that. Sanos, can you admit that Aaron Jones is not in the same tier as McCaffrey? Aaron yeah, Jones? Like yeah, he's, definitely. He's not going to be in the same tier, but, I mean, don't be surprised if Aaron Jones has, like, a tier one type season. Like, he's in a perfect situation. He's got an elite quarterback, an elite – it's a top three Top five guaranteed offense if they're healthy. Uh, you want to get the RB on that team. Until Aaron Jones hits a wall that says Whitehead on it. <laughs> until Aaron Jones hits a wall until it, until it says Whitehead on it. That's it. <laughs> listen. That's um, it. Up until that point. Listen, at least, you know, I, I feel better putting maybe putting Aaron Jones in that top tier just because he's the consistency of, of wide receiver, or I mean, excuse me, of quarterbacking. And offensive line. There's but more. There's more running backs he's, he's in more, Santos's top tier than he's more teams borderline. that make the playoffs in our league. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. This is the most Every, Canadian. You're a top tier. This, this is you're the a most top tier. Everyone's a top tier. <laughs> this is the most Canadian tier. No, I've ever heard of in my exactly. life. Exactly. Free <laughs> health care. Everybody mo- gets it. Listen, I'm moving Kamara down. Like <laughs> I don't think Kamara is top tier. Uh, I'm moving Henry off of, off of my top tier. But Aaron Jones, I just see the consistency with the quarterback is back and the offensive line. How can you put Taylor in the same sentence I as can't McCaffrey? put Taylor, Taylor in Taylor has one, had five or six good games in his career. Well, literally, gave, in his gave, whole career. They gave Taylor like four games of like, here, man, it's all yours, the starting job. Go ahead and take it. And he couldn't even take it. Who? Last year, Taylor. No, Taylor had a couple good games. But to put him as a tier one back with essentially zero questions, I think there are a lot of questions. I got Najee over Jonathan Taylor. Anyways, do you guys want to know how much these guys are going for? Well, you know, we're talking about you questions said guys and sixty five dollars for right. Can we can we you see? Guys, uh, we've been talking. Those about guys are all going to go sixty five bucks. Derrick Henry. How come? Right? How Derek come? Henry. How come Eckler isn't in the top tier? Uh, just just a guy I don't believe in. Yeah, Eckler yeah. should be in the top tier. But didn't he say something like, if you draft him and you win a championship with them, he'll send you like an autograph 
jersey or helmet or something like okay, that. Okay, so Derek Henry what? did Austin, really? yeah, yeah, Austin Eckler shows love to the fantasy well, yeah, community. Yeah, Eckler cares about fantasy football, so and didn't he get into it with the the Cowboys last did. year? He did. Derrick Henry, uh, sixty six dollars is what he went through in this, and that's about how that's- much he's been going for. The only running back that I have seen hit the seventy dollar range consistently, I saw it last night and I saw it today, is uh, McCaffrey. He's going north of seventy, seventy five, seventy six, and this one he went for seventy six. The last one that I did earlier today was seventy eight. I don't think I'd Give me ever. Henry for ten bucks cheaper every day of the week. Derrick I agree. 66. I agree with that for sure. Uh, your Dalvin every. Cook sixty eight. So who are you targeting with that ten dollars that you're saving, Santos? Miko Hardman, baby. Back <laughs> on Miko Hardman. Santos, you said you're going stars and scrubs. Like, we. Jonathan Taylor will go for sixty four, sixty five bucks. I really do. No, that's so that's a little expensive. Well, they have him at fifty three. He's okay, going well, for he's that, going. He went for fifty five in this this month. Right? Okay, well then I think that's a bargain. I'll be in on that one hundred percent. Santos, our draft is nine p.m. Friday night. It's midnight yeah. going into Saturday. You've just completed the draft. You're sitting back looking at your roster. You said this was a great draft. I got A, B, and C stars. Who are those A, B, and C stars for you? <laughs> you just want me to give you my guys, eh? <laughs> to, be de- to be determined. You want me to give you my guys? I was just going to say, you guys should wait till you see my second tier because it is really small. Really small. <laughs> but anyway, Can I guess? Can honestly, I guess the second tier? When we come, yeah, you can guess. My three guys... Are probably going to be, you know, one of one of Jones, Chubb. I'll try to make a play for one of those guys, um, and then I'm probably going to go for Ronald Jones. Yes, um, I'm probably going to try to make a stab at Gibson. I like Gibson a lot. I think he's really good. I think he's got good opportunity. I think he's a good value, and um, you know, I'm probably going to snag like a really good wide receiver. And there's there's plenty of options there. So, you know, I really like Hopkins. I think he's he's experienced, and that offense is taking a step forward. I, I really really like Hopkins. Santos, and, you know, that's the thing is, how do you those feel? Are probably my three guys. How do you feel um, strictly fantasy related? How do you feel about Hopkins being an anti vaxxer Strictly fantasy, because for me, it personally like worries me. I. I thought he was a little. I thought he was a little smarter than that, man. I really did. Not, not personally. Was... I'm saying fantasy wise, drafting somebody. So you're going stars and scrubs. You need all three of these all guys right. to you hit. Caught me. You caught me. Hopkins was my decoy. You caught me. <laughs> He, he's never drafting Hopkins. He traded him in the keeper league. He's done with Arizona. <laughs> Hopkins, you caught me, man. You had to catch me, eh? Would you would you draft? And this goes for everybody. Would you guys draft a, a player that has any vaxxer? Like basically, like Cole Beasley is almost off my boards because of the NFL rules and how strict they are against the unvaccinated folks. Where you know he didn't even test positive for COVID, yet he was in close contact, and he has to miss five days. 
If that happens on anywhere on a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, you're missing the game. So I think that's a huge risk. It's almost like they become uh, more potential for quote unquote injuries. Okay. Like, so to answer your question, uh, we can go round table really quick. Would you draft DeAndre Hopkins, Tony? Would you draft him? No. Uh, Sam Rills. It would have to be at a discount. Santos. No. Tom. I'm with uh, G. It's gonna have to be very cheap. So would and that was my second. That was the second part to my question. There's uh, would you draft? Would you draft DeAndre Hopkins if he went probably below the twenty dollar mark? No, there's no way yes. he will. No, I'm just saying. But let's say everyone has that same same thing. Like, oh, I'm not touching. I'm not touching. He keeps falling. He keeps falling. And everyone has spent their money. Let's just hypothetically speaking. Okay, it might not happen, of course. But hypothetically speaking, if he were to land down in that in that range where people are thinking the way we are, would you draft him for twenty dollars or below? Be, that would yes. be such an extraordinary value that I would either draft him or I would make sure that he went for a more appropriate sum of auction dollars. But we're talking about by up. this time you don't have the auction dollars. Well, I'll make saying. sure to nominate them early then to get those Gee, dollars off. Would you, would you, I'll get them 20, 20 or below. Yeah, I'd take I would for get sure. them uh get them low for the amount and then uh, trade them high. I, yeah, that's But what I so thinking. in your mock draft, Hold on, let me how ask much Santos did Hopkins what he would do? go for? Santos, what would you do? If you would hypothetically bucks? speaking, would you take them at 20 below? I mean, I, how can you not? Like, right. what did Hopkins go for in the mock draft that you just oh, did? Let's see here. Hopkins goes thirty-eight, thirty-eight uh, $38. $50, 18th pick. Okay, On so, mine, it says $38. No, you need to that's go. I'm going to check my other one. Yeah, you need to go by the projected the projection value. Sti- that's still how they have them, too. It's though. not 50 uh, No, they have them projected at $38 on mine. Okay. But he's going to go for more than that. Like, there's no he way Hopkins is going to go for under 40. Like, I'm going to be shocked if he goes for under 40. Guys, there's 14 guys. In okay, the here's here's guys the second draft. Here's the second draft that I did. He went for 50 again in the $50 range. Okay, so yeah, like, I think the better question is over under $45. Would you spend $45 on Hopkins? Gianni? No. Ed? No. No. Tom's? No. Negative. Santos? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not targeting Hopkins. So, I mean, our league is a 14-team league. That's five players on a 14-team league that would go without picking him. I think that's like throughout the season. I think that's an interesting story. I mean, Cam Newton has basically lost his starting job because he had to miss five days of practice, and Mac Jones showed out. Right. Yeah, but so I, regardless of like, but I like the Matt social, Jones better than Cam Newton, though. But that was a real competition between those two. And well, Cam not, screwed not anymore, up. I don't think. Well, yeah, not anymore because of what happened last week. So I, I think not only. Well, yeah, I mean the COVID thing is definitely going to be an issue all season. But even if of they course. don't catch it, now there are rules that penalize them. They're it, out five days. I think I just think that's something that's. It's crazy. It's gonna. Ha- it could have a major impact. I mean, imagine like you're sitting in there in your championship, and Hopkins has carried you the whole the whole way, and he misses because he's a close contact. Not even that he caught COVID. Right. That he's a close contact. Like that's a risk that 
but, 90% of the other players do not have that is baked into him that I think does, if we were to do wide receiver tiers, it does lower him a tier or two. That's also book. that's also a risk in just on the, on the field itself, going five days without performing, yeah, not being able to practice. That's Hurtsville. Yeah. You're going to get hurt. Well, it's Hurtsville uh-huh. and it hurts your performance. I mean, they're, these quarterbacks like – Kirk Cousins, like, off the board. If Wentz was healthy, off the board. Like, Wentz is well, already enough- injury-prone. Now he's an anti-vaxxer as well. Kirk like, Cousins is an anti-vaxxer as well. I, that's, what I'm, that's why I'm saying these so guys are hurt, off the board. Does that hurt Jeffries and Thielen? I think it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Those are things you got to think about when you draft. I think it really does because you're going to be depending on a backup quarterback it, for Justin Who Jefferson or Thielen. Casey Ke- is it Casey Keenum? No. It was. It was. Not anymore. I I think that's I hadn't even thought Casey about Keenum? the implications. Case Keenum, Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah, Case Keenum. Yeah. Okay, I'm I haven't even really thought about that. I've only been solely focused on Cole Beasley, but Cole Beasley being an anti-vaxxer affects Josh Allen. You know, Gabe Davis yeah. is also an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, they both had to miss. So if that if what happened a week and a half ago with Beasley and Davis having to miss games happened during the regular season. Now, Josh Allen, your stud QB, who was tier one, according to Gianni, is now only throwing to digs. You know what that means. Give me all the digs, baby. <laughs> Give me all the digs. But that's like, it matters. For a dollar. I feel like this is going to have, and this is not to make light of the seriousness of the topic because this is obviously a fantasy football co- podcast, right? So that's well, why we're it's a speaking. sports podcast. It's a not, sport. We're talking fantasy. Today, though. it's fantasy football. So I'm not making light of the topic, but specifically for fantasy football in sports, the ramifications, I mean, it could be season changing, uh, you know, if – if you have an anti-vaxxer on your team or one of your players is dependent on an anti-vaxxer teammate. Yep. Yeah, it could definitely, I mean, it could definitely hinder like the value of some of these stars for sure. I think Josh Allen potentially goes down a, a tier because of it. I think that just means Josh Allen's just going to have to rush in more touchdowns. <laughs> some, his value his might value go up. His value's going even higher. <laughs> yeah. But, um... With the news of J.K. Dobbins, season-ending injury, pairs up. Gus Edwards. Do you guys value Gus Edwards the exact same way as you would J.K. Dobbins? No. 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 Because he's going to do 50-50. My light turned off, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Ran out of batteries. Okay. You're 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 thinking he's going to do a 50-50 split? Yeah, of course. Of course. But But Tyson has been phenomenal. Yeah. The backup has been lights out. Yeah, but, but Tyson Dobbins, jumped Justice Hill in the uh, RB depth chart, and they announced that today that Tyson is the number yep. two back in Baltimore. And Gus is essentially like their goal line back. Right. So are you thinking that – sorry, who's the other player? Tyson. Tyson Williams? Williams. Okay. So you're thinking he's going to end up getting the majority of the carries? No, I think, it's going to be split carries. I think by the end of the year, he's going to prove to be the most dynamic back. If they do not trade for another back, he's going to be proved to be the back you want to 
have on your fantasy roster. I'll tell you what, though. That uh, Ravens offensive line didn't look too good that last preseason You game. and your O-line, man. <laughs> he loves the O-line. So, Gianni, <laughs> do you think it's going to be Gus? I, th- I mean, I, the way I was thinking of it is because Gus was going to eat into J.K. Dobbins anyway. That there was no, yeah. The Ravens are, are are always kind of a committee. Obviously, there's going to be a lead back, and you have to also worry about Lamar Jackson Kinda rushing like the as well. But now with J.K. Dobbins not there, I feel like Gus is going into the same position as J.K. was. And I think just, I mean, on it, from a talent standpoint, I think we could all agree that Dobbins is more talented than Gus, but... I think Gus is still going to get the majority of the work. And like you said, he's going to get the goal line. And I think if you could get him a, at a discount at around, you know, 25 bucks instead of the 45 bucks that Dobbins was going oh, for, it's worth it. I'm all over that. No, they're going higher now. So two, two questions. Um, has anybody heard the announcers pronounce what I've been calling Tyson's name because on Yahoo it's T Y apostrophe S O N. So I just assumed it was Tyson and not like Tyson. Oh, I've, I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I haven't heard I, anything. I would feel really stupid. I've, I've been mis- All I know well, is different people saying different ways. And I just know that he's been having a hell of a preseason. That's the thing is that they played him in the beginning of the third game and then like sat him out like the rest of the game. Like they played him with the starters and then they were like, yeah, we're protecting you. Yeah. So I think that's, it's an important sign for his viability as a running back. Second thing, Gianni, do you believe in Gus Gus Edwards enough where you want to make a season bet on Gus or Tyson for most points? What you're thinking? You're thinking Tyson will have more points than Gus by the end of the year? Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take Gus. Okay. Who, who Can wants... I get in on that bet? <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna Tony, are you gonna honestly, are you gonna fly down to to, to Central Florida and, and and buy us Tony lunch? Tony hates lose? Tony hates every single running back in the league, not named McCaffrey. That that's so I, true. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> no, I think. You guys want to hear a little stat on on Edwards? You guys want to hear a little stat on Edwards? He likes Rojo. He okay, likes Rojo. give us the stats, Santos. Only two players in the NFL have ever rushed for 700 yards in their first three seasons and maintained five yards per carry on those 700. Gus Edwards and Nick Chubb. With there Gus you go. Edwards, with Gus Edwards, it's strictly been opportunity. And I said it before, opportunities have to battle. Yep. Honestly, I think I like Gus Edwards more than I like J.K. Dobbins. Baltimore rushed for 170-plus rushing yards a game last year now that ain't all coming from lamar a whole chunk of it's coming from lamar and a bunch of it was going to come from the rbs so yes tyson or Tashawn or whatever it is, will he be involved you're damn right he will be involved but so will gus edwards and that team has nobody to throw to they're going to run the ball their defense is going to put them in good opportunities they're going to run and run and they're going to try to make plays happen with their feet man give me gus edwards give me gus edwards so all day. santos Friday night auction league. What is the dollar value where you say I'm not going after Gus Edwards anymore? Like, what's your over under range for him? I probably don't have a shot at him with my strategy. But Correct. I mean, so like, you should feel were, free. If to... I were to go, if I were to go like you know balanced team. You know, if he's going for thirty five bucks, I think that's a good that's a good buy. I really think that's a good buy. I think he's going to be really good this year. So 40 too much. 
Well, you know, like it's mm. it's crazy. You don't want to get picky on on the dollars, but like if you really really like a guy, you know, there's only there's only a handful of guys you can really 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 like. <laughs> so so it's like you you have to you know be you have to be smart about the things you make. Forty would be too much because at that point I'm trying to make a balanced team, right? So I'm going in with the with the mentality where okay, I have to be strict on my budget. But if he's going for thirty five and he's in my my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? I think that's a really good price. No doubt. Rojo's or, right for I think, hey, we gotta, and um, I think, one second. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, real quick, you finish what you got to say. Tony, if you got anything else to say, because we got to wrap it up, man. We're over an hour, and uh, that's costing some cha-ching. Yeah, I think, I think Gus Edwards is in the bring my lunch pail to work tier, along with Chris Carson and David Montgomery. They don't get the respect, but they bring their lunch to work, and they get to work. And they get the job done. Yeah. Is I think that sandwich that's, Carson. That is my even Monty, and jelly. who you know I hate. <laughs> I hate Monty. Monty is definitely you hate a level more than Gus. <laughs> no, I think Gus you like Mahomes and Waller. That's all you like. Gus goes into yeah, the, difference makers at their positions. You make me sick, that's who you I make like. Me sick. Hold on, <laughs> six point touchdown league. Crazy me for getting the best quarterback. That doesn't seem like a sound strategy at all. You guys want to quickly, before we go, you guys want to hear what Tony's RBs are? Sure. RB number one. His best RB, David Johnson. His RB two, J.D. McKissick. His RB three, Damian Williams. Rounding it out, we got Michael Carter. Sony Michelle and Deshaun Williams. I wouldn't what be surprised a if, if You're has stacked, a buddy. A lot. It's and a, name the, the rest of the roster, Santos. Uh, the rest of your roster is garbage. You got Chark in there. I got no respect for your squad. <laughs> yeah, I also oh, have Mahomes, wow. Tyreek, A-Rob, Waller, Brandon Ayuk, bust-out candidate of the year. I think that, that, that um, David Johnson is going to have a bounce-back year. Oh, he, look, he looked good. He looked good against Houston's the Houston's trying to trade him. Houston's already the saying they'll trade anybody. Well, listen. Yeah, they said I wish I could trade you, Santos. <laughs> listen, <laughs> we gotta we gotta cut the episode, guys. We, we're running out of time here. I want to sit here and thank uh, Santos straight from Canada showing up on the show and giving us his uh, tidbits. Uh, you, you're more than welcome to join the show in the future, whenever you just uh, shoot us a holla and. Uh, I think that's it from Thanks us because I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh, well, let's plug some other stuff, but that's for my other podcast. <laughs> so Yeah, we don't uh, do that. Yeah, not for this it's one. It's been I, fun, guys. I, although we should make some shirts for the show because I do have uh, the capabilities of doing that. We could make a shirt and just put Tony's running backs on right in the middle <laughs> of it and sell McCaffrey. them. But again, uh, <laughs> you, could put, you could put my roster on there too. It's, Santos, it's way worse. a.k.a. Free Healthcare. Thanks, bro, for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Tom... Ed, Tony, Sam Rills. This is Casually Kicking It Sports. We're out of here, guys. Peace. Bye-bye. All right.